Welcome, you've reached the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. The Brothers Journey is where we connect brother to brother, seeking wisdom and knowledge on our way to building understanding. Join the journey with Brother Steve. We will have real discussions and thought-provoking interviews on a wide range of topics for the purpose of creating a winning strategy. Together, we will work to sharpen our vision and encourage action for our kingdom assignment. Now, let's get it. Welcome, brothers, to show six of the Brothers Journey Show. I hope you've enjoyed the first five episodes and are now ready to continue to put in the work for Next Level Living. As always, I start with giving honor, giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, my loving wife, Rita, my family, all of those brothers that are along this journey. Thank you for your time and attention. Our topic for today is step three, um, which is your structure step, which the question is asked, what are you made of? Our scripture reads, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's Ephesians 2 and 10. To elaborate on that a little bit, just to know that we are his handiwork. We are, you know, crafted in, in his image to be able to do the good work which he has prepared for us to do. So when you say you don't have nothing to do, just ask God. So as we venture into this structure step, you know, we'll, we'll address the question, what are you made of? So a word of caution right here is you really need to know the answer to that question before chaos, before all hell breaks loose. So, you know, when you reach deep down inside to find that thing that's, that's, that's there, the real you, you've put in a little work to condition that person so your response will be a little bit better. So the first step in developing a solid structure is through a plan. You know, you got to decide why you can, why you're thinking clearly of what, what kind of person you really want to be, what kind of person are you really going to be. You know, I, I can assure you that the trials are going to come. You will be tested and the real you will show up. So are you strong, level-headed or weak, fragile, confused or the type that pops off at every given moment? You know, you're going to cuss them out. You're going to fight. What is, what, what's going to be your response when those trials hit? So now don't, don't get me wrong. You know, there are some situations where we really need to maybe pop off if necessary. But for the most part, we really need to have a cool head in order to have a rational response. So I just want to encourage you to rely on the fact that, you know, in total, the foundation has been built, plan already written, and all you got to do is just follow along this path that we call life. So are you allowing God in your heart so he can see your plans, he can understand, you know, you can understand the steps for him that he's prepared for you. You know, do you understand, you know, you can fool a lot of people. You know, you can fool, you can even fool yourself in some cases, but you really can't fool God. The truth will flow from your heart's desire. You know, so when God knows your heart's desire, and he gets inside of you. He'll put you on the best path to, to where you can be the most productive. He does. I do believe he does want us to be successful. So he's obligated if once we line up to give us what we need to fulfill that vision, the vision for our purpose. So getting in line, doing the right thing does have, you know, tremendous benefits. You know, so what are you made of? You know, I can remember one time, you know, one of my cousins was acting crazy and my grandmother, you know, she was just so frustrated at at her response. You know, she's like, look at it. It just ain't made out of nothing. You know, and I was like, okay, really what that meant. And so just been able to kind of process that frustration, but then understanding the real deep, deep down question is, you know, what are you made of? 
Most of us are made out of something, you know, it's our past experiences is what, what forms us. So, you know, we've all made out of struggle. We're all made out of, you know, lack, you know, most of us, and I won't say all of us, but a majority of us, you know, I didn't know how poor we were until we got out and we saw the rest of the world. You know, we had some clothes on our back. They were clean. We had something to eat every day. It may not have been the McDonald's or whatever, but, you know, my, 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 my parents, my grandparents, you know, they made sure that, hey, you know, we're going to do what we have to do. So made made of struggle, you know, does does strengthen you a little bit. So you just have to be committed to work toward, you know, putting in that work. So when that question comes, what are you made of? Your response will will bring honor to your parents. Whoever that person was responsible for for raising you can can look at you on the news or in the media or whatever and say, yeah, that person is made out of, you know, some good stock, some good ground. But if you're on there cussing and acting a fool, what's really going on? In, in the gospel, Jesus, um, the gospel of John, John 14 states, but you know him for he lives in you and will be with you. He will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So your, your assistance, your help, has already established the fact that he will not leave you. You know, you hear that scripture, he'll not leave you or forsake you. What I, What's really meant by that or what I get from that is that when it's time in those trying times, I do have help. Whether I can't see it, feel it, the help is there. So knowing the truth about yourself is a key factor in your success. Regardless the teacher, your teammates, your business partners, or anybody that's rooting you on, you know, the spirit of truth is what's really going to come through. So, you know, the, the, the truth is what's what we're after when you're when you're not the only answer to the question, what are you made of, but one of the most important. In truth, you know, most people kind of think of the truth as being the opposite of a lie. You know, I ain't lying, I'm telling the truth this time. So in the case of truth here, it's basically like a real assessment of the who, what, when, why of you, the truth. Who are you? You know, I think that's where that scripture comes in that the truth will set you free. Once you know the truth about you, you're able to now freely move about those things. And the truth about you should also show you areas where you need some improvement. So once again, that freedom comes in the truth, knowing that I truthfully, I'm the type of person that, you know, given an opportunity, I might do this or I might tell a lie or I might steal or I might kill or whatever that is. Hopefully nobody will kill. But, you know, it's that thing where the freedom to know that's going to happen doesn't mean that you want to do it. But I know it now and I know how to operate as I move forward. The truth will make change necessary. So whatever you do, you know, just make sure you're, you're doing it from the, from a, from your unique place of who you are. You know, I, I'm not advocating anybody that's come in and that's, that's following the journey, you know, that I'm, I'm never trying to tell you to change who you are. You know, God made you that unique person. So maybe there's some tweaks required, but just understanding that we do need to improve. We do need to get better. So how about that? You know, we're along this journey looking for that better man, that better person. Another part of this structure, step three, that I like to bring to your attention now is, you know, when you consider all the work that you have to get done, you know, whether it be at home, whether it be, you know, on your business, whether it be at, at your job or in a community, you know, being a part of a productive team, you know, being there, being a good team player, you know, because teamwork does make the dream work, you know, to think that you can do it all on your own, you know, you can do certain things, but it will come a time where you will need some help. And that's why putting this 
question this thing into the proper perspective. What are you made of? You need to make sure your children are made of something to where they can carry their weight of load, their, their response to that tragedy, to that situation. So you really need to put in the time and the effort to let them know they do have help from Jesus and that they can call on that at any given moment, but know that trials are going to come, things are going to break out, situations are going to arrive, and they have to, have to, they really need to be able to handle those things that are coming about. From a structural standpoint, you know, put in the work to build your structure, to build that foundation, and that, that starts with your children, that will back up, that starts with yourself, you know, your spouse, your children, all of those people that's on, you know, in my case, Team Mems, we need to be able to handle those things. And this also means, you know, understanding the importance of a productive environment. You know, you know, you, you're the man of the house, you know, you're the boss, you're the supervisor, you're the business owner, whatever. It's up to you to set the tone, set the environment, you know, be the, the gauge for excellence, you know, only require, and there I go so far, I say is demand that the people that are on your team, you know, hey, we don't come in late, you know, we come in, we do what we have to do, we're, we're you know, if you're involved with some type of customer service, you know, your customer service is, is above and beyond, you know, you're, you're, you're treating people with the dignity, you're helping them, you're doing the right thing. So that environment, you know, if you like, are you always in a compromising? You're always in, oh, that's all right. We'll do it better. No, you got to, you have to understand and give people some grace to grow, but there needs to be a level of excellence as also, you know, on time means five minutes early, you know, don't show up, you know, things happen and we understand that. And so if you're in a routine habit of always being late, you know, that's something bigger going on. You know, people say that, you know, it's a pride demon going on if you're always the late person because you want people to revolve their lives around you. You know, we set a meeting time for 10 o'clock, you know, okay, I understand you late this time because something happened, but, you know, you need to, I have one of the structures or one of the systems I have is I have my out the door time. If I have to be to work at 8.30, my out the door time, if I have to be in Greenville, is 7.30. I know I need to be out the door by 7.30 because I know how the route goes. I've done it a hundred times. I need to, Do I stop, get gas, get my coffee? I got time for all of that. I don't have to speed. It's a 40-minute drive at the worst, but I'm giving myself some extra time. So as I hit the door, okay, my out the door time, so everything should work the way it should because I have my structure set up to be able to leave in plenty enough time. So I want to shift here for a minute and talk about power. Power um, or authority. You know, one of the things is I was putting this together, you know, primarily for the book, which I didn't mention the seven steps for next level living kingdom advancement. And we are on step number three right now. But in the, in this, in the seven steps, step three, the structure, you know, I, I go a lot into power, you know, the different types of power that people use on one another. And, you know, you use on yourself in some cases, but, you know, there's coercive power. That's, you know, using your power to get things done. You do it because I say so. There's a legitimate power. I'm the boss because I've been promoted. I have the title. It's my business, whatever the case may be. I'm legitimately the one in control. And then there's a the reward power. You know, hey, I'm going to pay you this amount of money to do this kind of task. 
So that's your reward. And then the referent power, you know, because I like you and, you know, you're cool with me. I'm going to make sure that I do everything I can do, you know, to make the boss look good. And then there's the expert power that I'm going to do what you say because I believe you are the expert. So one of those five types of power is being utilized daily in your work environment, you know, so you just kind of indicate that or look at that and say, okay, this boss does this, you know, a lot of them just use a coercive power because they don't know any better. You know, I'm in charge. This is the way it is, my way or the highway. So just understand, you know, when you, when you're having that encounter with your supervisor or your coworkers and, 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 and all of that, you know, what, what type of, situation am I am I dealing with and as you research that a little more you'll learn proper responses to those types of things so just you know a little nugget there on operating with what you're made of I'm made of the you know the coercive type of power that's who I am that's what I like so then that's nothing wrong with that but just know that you're only going to get so much you know, I don't know which I would dare say which one is better or worse. You know, the reward power means, OK, I had to give you something in order for you to do it. You know, you're working only for the paycheck. And most of us, that's where we are. You know, I'm not working on an assembly line because I love making BMWs. I'm just here to get this check so I can go ahead and maybe buy me one. But really, at the end of the day, my, my heart's desire is not putting bumpers on cars. And it goes, and it's the same thing for you, for your children. What, you know, you have multiple children. Some may respond better to the other ones when they're small, they're infants. You know, you don't really, you know, you may reward them, give them a treat for doing some good things. But, you know, there are situations where, you know, they need to understand, you know, that the coercive power is what it is because I'm the parent, you're the child. This is what happens. You exert that kind of power, they respond to it, but as they grow and develop their own character, some may respond better to others. You know, this one may, you know, the reward is all they want, just a pat on the back. Good job, son. You know, just imagine how far that would go if the child is all he really wants is his it's praise and adoration from their father and, and you withhold that because you're trying to be this dominating force when all he really wants is just, you know, hey, great job, you know, you know, do it, do it better next time and, you know, move on. The other kid could care less what you say. Just give me my, buy me my J so I can look good when I go to school tomorrow and I'll do whatever you say. And a part of that also is, is knowing, you know, what, what moves you? Uh, what are you motivated? You know, I remember that old commercial, you know, the Sprite commercial. They had these guys, you know, trying to do this scene and he like cut. They was doing it wrong. And the guy was like, you know, what's my motivation? You know, you got to tell some people, OK, you're motivated by this check you're going to get. OK, cool. You know, but there are some cases where, you know, I think the question is always asked, what motivates you? Is it the carrot or is it the stick? You know, is it the fact that you can get this reward or is the fact that if you don't do it, you're going to get hit upside the head with this stick? So what moves you? So knowing those things along your journey, you know, will, will make this step, this 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 physical step, this part of this thing very, you know, kind of necessary. You know, like I said, you're going to work on that seed. You're going to work on that structure. You know, you're going to work on, you know, a lot of different components of your daily life as we put this thing together. So sometimes, you know, you, you have to be able to, you know, all the times you have to be able to handle the question, what are you made of? 
Another component about this, you know, what are you made of? You know, each one I try to make sure we put something in there about the physical, you know, your, your body, you know, it's, it's with this COVID season and all of that's going on. It's very, very important for us to know, you know, to get our physical self in shape because, you know, if you're made of diabetes and blood pressure and all of these major illnesses, then you're going to, you know, your body's going to not going to be able to carry as much as it was intended or much as it should. So when you have to respond, you know, to know what you're made of deep down inside is how much can you carry? How much of a weight can you carry? Can you handle this phone call, that email, that text, and each one of those pulling on you for something different? You know, so sometimes, you know, because of the weight that's being placed on you by external, internal, and everything else, there is a, a a time in your journey where you have to say no to some people. No is not a bad thing. As I said before, you know, your, your experiences are designed to strengthen your resolve, your ability to lift those heavy burdens. So, you know, as you get to a point where, you know, if you're like that sponge, you know, if you squeezed out, you're going to have to find you that person, place, or thing. Um, hopefully God is one of those person, places, or things that will, that you can use to replenish you, to restore you, because you can only pour out so much. You know, big jug, little mug. You know, if you got a big jug and you keep pouring, eventually that you know of course the 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 little cup is going to run over into the saucer but you're continuing to pour but if there's no one pouring into you you're going to come up deficient in some areas and i really hope that one of the things that i'm doing this for this these episodes this podcast this series is to pour back into you to have you you know maybe turn this on okay i've had one of them days i need something you know just to kind of take my mind away from it turn on the brother's journey show Hit me up. Let's talk. Like I said, I, I still do coaching, you know, so if that's something that we can establish a relationship with, I would be more than happy to really do that. You know, it's all about a connection. It's all about a relationship. So if you're the only one in your connection circle or in your circle of people that are connected, if you're the poorer, you, that's great and, and, and thank God for you, but you're going to have to have that person that can pour back into you. So what are you made of? You know, part of knowing yourself, you know, will help you understand your strength and your weaknesses. You know, if you're in a business, you own a business, as I stated, customer service, I think will make or break you, you know, your product. It could, could be kind of deficient, but you know, hey, he was a great salesperson, was very honest in all of those things, you know, would call me back when they said they were, they followed up, they did these things, and they made sure that my experience, which is, you know, part of selling is a customer experience. So knowing that and understanding that I'm in business to make money, but that customer service experience is very important. So knowing what's required, you know, to, to, to be that good person, to be that top-notch salesperson is definitely important. And also knowing what's required from your maker, knowing what God requires. You know, you're a child of the king, so knowing that, you know, you are made in his image, you know, man and man, after man, woman after woman, you know, each after his own kind, that is what makes this whole thing kind of flow. Determining the DNA of God is, is one of the, the, the mysteries, you know, it's probably impossible, you know, to even, to even think that we could, we could come up with that. But you can rely on the owner's manual, which is the Bible, and do your own research, knowing, you know, that, that you, the 
Challenges are going to come. Death's going to happen. All of those things are going to come about. So knowing what you're made of, how you're going to respond to those things is very, very important. So you have your family, you got your business, your job, your career structure, what are all of those things together, you know, so you got to make sure all of those things are, are in proper alignment. You know, please don't have your business thriving and your family falling apart. You know, if you had to dedicate more, some more time, you know, raising your children, you know, cause they're young and they're, they're at that formative impressional stage. Maybe it's the time to kind of hold back on your, on your business dreams. Okay. You got to have a source of income, you know, in this, in, in, in this high dollar society, multiple streams of income. So what, how, how are you putting this work in? You got to have that team, you know, to be able to, to, if you're the breadwinner, you got to be hitting on all cylinders, but you also got to be able to unplug from that grind to be able to put in the time with your children. So divine alignment is definitely, definitely, you know, very important. So I'm going to bring this one to a close now. And I just want to encourage you to, to have that conversation with that brother in the mirror and, and have that deep conversation, you know, do that assessment. You know, what am I made of? You know, the last time trouble hit my door, I, I didn't respond too well. I slammed the door. I cussed him out. I did whatever I had to do. You know, next time it comes, you know, I'm, I'm going to do better. I'm going to know how to, first of all, you know, go into a prayer mode, kind of meditate a little bit, get myself together so I can respond better. So, you know, situation comes up, you know, I'm the, I'm the one thinking rational. How are we going to do this? You know, I, I can remember, you know, when my, my wife, when our niece went missing, um, well, and, and, you know, that was very stressful. How did we respond? You know, we, okay, we loaded up. We ready to go. You know, we're going to find this person and, and who knows what we're going to do. But, you know, it, it didn't turn out that way, you know, and so, but just knowing that, you know, how, how are you going to go about the steps to be able to, to, to think clearly, think rationally? Okay. Hold up. We know this is going on. Let's gather all the facts. Cause a lot of times, you know, we're reacting out of emotion and that's really not the best route. So brothers, I just, I appreciate your time and attention. You know, our next episode, we're going to go a little deeper into the topic of the books, the seven steps for next level living. Our next step is step four, which is our selling step was we will ask the question, what are you saying? So good people, we're going to bring it to a close right now. I hope you heard something that inspires you to continue to work to the next level. In closing, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved one, and especially God. Thank you for your time and attention. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.